0: Welcome to the Arab Digest podcast. I'm William Law, editor of the Digest, and my guest today is the Yemeni women's rights activist and director of the Tawakal Carmen karman Foundation, Miss al She's speaking to me from Istanbul. May I ask first, where were you and what were you doing before the war began? First of all, thank you for
1: Arab Digest to have me in this podcast. I was living in Sana'a City, the capital of Yemen. Uh, I was working for Partners Yemen. Uh, It's an international organization that's interested in development and peace. Um, I was managing two programs. Uh, The first one was uh, the al Initiative. That program targeted women in uh, three tribal government rates, Marib, uh, Shabwa, and Al-Jawf. The second was STAND, which concentrated on uh, capacity building for local civil society organizations and more than uh, seven government raids. As a human rights activist, I left Yemen in 2015 because Sana'a was invaded by uh, the Houthi militia and uh, my house had been destroyed by Saudi led coalition airstrikes.
0: This Sunday, the 22nd of March, will mark the 5th anniversary of the war. What has been the impact of the war on the people of Yemen?
1: Well, uh, five years of non-stop war uh, is not easy to be narrated and uh, it's hard to describe the situation of those people who are in the worst humanitarian crisis uh, in the whole world. Maybe it's sufficient to say this war turned Yemen uh, into a failed state. Um, Many Yemenis lost to their homes, families, uh, relatives. Um, They are suffering from lack of food, uh, no access to clean water and electricity. Um, Most health uh, and education system out of service. Actually, people uh, live without hope. They live uh, under the ongoing civil war on the ground and bombs uh, from the sky. Um, In fact, time of this interview is not enough uh, to explain uh, the impact of five years war in Yemen. But I can give you a summary uh, that may show you the scale of the disaster. Uh, 11,000 were killed and 70,000 were wounded. Uh, This is based on a human rights watch report issued in uh, 2019. Uh, Furthermore, 11 million of the population are starving. Uh, 21 million are uh, under the line of poverty. About 1 million displaced families and 2 million of students out of schools, cholera, Malaria and uh, dinghy fever continue spreading among people. Uh, 79,000 children became orphans. Can you imagine this is just in two years of war? These numbers are increasing day by day. Uh, civilians in Yemen are facing a militia turned against their state. Criminal neighboring countries in, uh, involved in an unjust war against them. The international community doesn't pay attention to their suffering. Um, nowadays, uh, the world is uh, encountering a COVID-19 pandemic. Imagine that Yemenis have been living under something like that for five years.
0: Women have had to carry a very heavy burden in the war. Can you describe the kinds of challenges and difficulties that women are facing?
1: Uh, Yeah, Uh, while uh, men in Yemen are either killed, uh, fighting, or uh, unemployed, women now are doing their rule beside men's rule. They have to offer all the reasons for life to their families. Women pay the biggest price in this crazy war. Uh, They have to face the uh, consequences of the war alone. Uh, they have to look for food, medicines, and shelters without support from anyone.
0: What about the issue of women facing domestic abuse or abuse when they go out into the community?
1: Uh, yeah. and uh, You know, during this war, there is no state. So this means no uh, security and there is no protection from any, any of the governmental foundations. So many of violence and abuse happened against women.
0: There are many players in this war, both external and internal. With so many players involved, do you see a road to peace? Peace in Yemen can
1: only be achieved uh, with the return of legitimacy. Uh, we can see examples of uh, interim agreements, uh, such as, uh, you know, Stockholm Agreement and uh, Riyadh Agreement. These agreements are are still facing difficulties in implementation on the ground because they are uh, partial agreements focused on uh, temporary solutions and uh, complement the armed militias. The solution in Yemen must be comprehensive. Uh, and take into account uh, the majority of what Yemenis want, not what the armed militias or external players want. Uh, We must know that Houthi militia cannot impose its presence on all Yemenis by uh, the force of arms. Uh, In conclusion, as I see returning the state, Withdrawing the weapons and preparing for transitional period are uh, the safe path for
0: any peace process in Yemen. Now, you've mentioned two efforts, the the Stockholm Agreement, uh, which was in uh, December, I believe, uh, more than a year ago now, and, of course, the Riyadh Agreement in November. Those agreements, how much were women involved in the uh, conversations, in the negotiations? Uh as
1: I know, uh we have just one. Can you imagine? Just one. Her name is Rana Ghanim. and uh, she is in peace talks not because she's a woman, because she's the deputy of the
0: president of a Nasserri party. It is surprising, isn't it, that women who have carried so much of the burden of the war have been left out of the negotiations thus far
1: yeah i i agree on that uh and uh, you know 20 years of efforts of uh, uh, national organizations and international organizations uh, are lost
0: because of this war society in yemen it, it is a, a patriarchal society how difficult will it be for women Do become involved in any future negotiations? Uh, Let me
1: say something. Uh, Yemen is one of the worst places in the world to be a woman. Uh, Yemen is also a country ranked uh, last in the World Economic Forum's Global uh, Gender Gap Index for uh, 13 consecutive years. As I told you, uh, the war caused a loss of 20 years of efforts in the field of women's rights. This means that uh, that we are in front of a big problem that needs to be handled seriously. As Yemeni women, we cannot do this alone. We need great support from all effective bodies. You said in your question that we are facing a conservative male society. And uh, I I want to ask you uh, instead, do you expect that uh, a society like this will give uh, women the right to participate widely or to be in decision-making positions? Believe me, Bill, uh, Yemeni men will not allow women to be in decision-making positions if there is no power or no interests that compel them to act. So, in uh, my opinion, I, I, I think it's necessary to put the participation of women as a main condition to receive any support or fund from donors in the future. Uh, also, uh, any reconstruction plan must include political and economic empowerment programs for women. Without these measures, I, I think we will have to wait a long time to make a difference.
0: Martin Griffiths, the uh, UN Special Envoy for Yemen, has he been sympathetic to bringing women into the conversation?
1: Uh, uh, Let me uh, clarify something. If you want to judge uh, something correctly, you should look for the final result. So we have just one woman in peace talks. So I think... uh, he didn't do his job as we we want or as we wish for women. So uh, United Nations uh, should rethink uh, about how to uh, engage women
0: in peace talks. Inshallah, the war ends soon. What do you believe is the best governing structure to serve the? Yemeni people and the women of Yemen, is it a loose federation, is it a strong central government, is it a country that splits apart and goes back to a North Yemen and a South Yemen?
1: Um, In my my view, there is no ideal governance model, and what the Yemenis will agree on uh, will be the suitable one. According to the models you presented, uh, let me start with the division model. Uh, As I think this model is unacceptable, uh, history doesn't go back, and the existence of a divided Yemen does not serve the Yemeni nation and uh, does not serve uh, regional and international interests. This is maybe will be like a solution uh, for people who insist on the division model. We can conduct a referendum by the end of the transitional period to take the opinion of the majority. But a decision-like division is concerning to all Yemenis, not only a group of people. Uh, Regarding the central state model, uh, it's not valid for uh, Yemen uh, anymore. And uh, uh, so we can say uh, the federal model may be more uh, suitable to Yemen
0: at this historical moment. How are you feeling, Misk, about the situation?
1: As a human rights activist, I should be uh, optimistic. But the situation on the ground uh, pushed, uh, pushed me to be pessimistic. Yemen uh, war and the situation is too complicated. Uh, we do not know from where we shall start the negotiation on, on peace. We are in a hard situation.
0: Mm, it is it is very hard, Miss. Thank you very much for your time and your thoughts and your insights.
1: Thank you so much, and it's my pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening to the Arab Digest podcast. My guest today was a Yemeni women's rights activist and director of the Tawakal Karman Foundation, Ms. al-Junaid. We welcome your comments. If you're not already a subscriber and you want to join the club, you can find out how by going to ArabDigest.org. I'm William Law, editor of the Arab Digest. Essential reading from independent sources.